Welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about Podfic. This month's topic is music and sound effects. And your hosts are Patika and Odiphicus. Hello. So, first off, we're going to start with some news. And we have lots of it this month. We have Merlin Out Loud, which is merlinpodfic.tumblr.com. And it is a Merlin fest to create Podfix and just celebrate Podfix in the Merlin fandom. Podfix are due September 1st, and all you need to do is post to the AO3 collection. Uh, next up is a com called inshipping.dreamwith.org. And that is a com about incest ships. So keep an eye on that. The sign-ups are closed, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, which I know some people are, (coughs) Bessie, um, keep an eye on the com and see what comes out of it. Next, there's a podficker whose name, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to butcher, Tara Itu. I hope that's correct. And they created a sort of once upon a time master list of podfix. So the list is posted on their Tumblr and we'll link to it for you to check out. Blackest Glass has done a little tutorial on uploading and streaming podfic. Um, We'll drop the link for that, which I should probably go and have a look at because I don't stream any of my podfics, but I know that the shorter ones at least would be a good idea. I'm dumb with technology things. The tutorial's in two posts. One's about sites that'll let you stream, and then one about the various streaming codes that you can use. Um, Definitely it's the hardest bit, I think, is getting a host that'll do it. Because a lot of the free ones don't. Wouldn't it be magical if AO3 did it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the last piece of news that we have is pod together very exciting um it starts posting august 19th so there's so many amazing projects that come out of that com which i run disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) don't people just assume that now (laughs) i don't run nearly as many things as i used to anyways so the posting starts on the 19th You have until August 28th to submit a party favor, which for those who don't know, pod together, you, we hook up authors and pod figures and something is written specifically to be pod fic. Party favors is like a really casual way of doing that, where you can just find someone and and create that partnership outside of like the rest of the rules and check-ins of the comms. And if you're interested in doing that, there's a party favor finder post on the com, although it might be getting a little... No, you have until the 28th. Go and leave a comment there if you want help finding an author or a podficker. Cool. Um, we don't have any talkbacks this month. You guys are getting lazy. I'm surprised that people didn't have anything to say about the money in podfic. I know, I thought... Yeah, I thought there'd be some disagreement or agreement. I thought there'd be something. I know when I was listening to it, there was a lot that I wanted to jump in and say. (laughs) Then you should have sent a talk back. (laughs) It's kind of funny because I was like deliberately not on that one because I'm like, I'm not that interested in the topic. And then... And you wanted to say stuff anyway. And then as I was listening, I'm like, no, why am I not on this? I think it would have been awesome if you had a sent a talk back that we had to play and discuss. 
<laughs> and here's a talk back from Lindsay. <laughs> Although I will do a little follow up because in that episode, they mentioned that I was trying to look into the tax part of it to see if I could get as a Canadian, get an account yes. on ACX. Yeah. And what I basically came down to is like, as I read it over, again, it specified that you had to be a resident of the country. Okay. And yeah. so since I am not a resident, there's possibly some ways to be in violation of that. Some criminal charges might be laid. <laughs> it's in violation of the rules. So I was like, this yeah. is not worth it. So yeah. I skipped. I did look into some of the other things that were suggested that were not through ACX, but I haven't yep. done anything on any of them. But yeah, cool. I'd be interested, even though it's too late now, even if you just tweet us, I'd be interested if anybody, if it prompted anyone to go sign up for ACX. I actually got a DM from Lunchy like the day after we posted the episode and she'd been solicited by somebody on ACX to record so that was kind of a spooky coincidence. Wow. That's cool, though. Yeah. So I guess we should jump into this month's topic, which is music and sound effects. Yay. I feel like we should be doing some sound effects there. <laughs> I will say on a personal level, I'm much more comfortable in the sound effects arena than I am in the music arena. Oh, Really? I mean, I used to vid. I guess I could still vid if I tried. I don't know. It's been a long time. And so that, like, really set up my creative process for me. And generally, like, when I was approaching a project, the music came first. Yeah. So a lot of the time when I'm podficking, it feels too late. Like, I yeah. would build the story that I wanted to tell around a song. And now yeah. I already have a, so a story pre-built. I don't know how to do the reverse of, like, sticking a song on it. Yeah occasionally there's been some that it's like, yeah, okay, that really fits this. And I go and add it. Or sometimes the author was like, I listened to this music when I wrote it. Or <laughs> And I find that really helpful, like soundtracks that, that go along with the fic or, you know, a suggestion from the author. That's The less I have to think about it, the more likely I am to put a song in. I remember, like, the first time Podfic Big Bang ran, the ways that you could get art was someone could do a cover art, someone could go and add sound effects to your podfic, or they Ooh. could go and add music to your podfic. And I was like so deeply uncomfortable with that. Where I was like, <laughs> oh God, I don't want that. And I have no idea why, because now I'm kind of like, someone could add music to my yeah, podfic. It's a really, it's a really interesting idea. Like it would, it could potentially change the feel of the whole thing. Yeah, and, like, there's some people that are so good at music with their podfic, and I'm just like, what magical creature are you? <laughs> Witchcraft. <laughs> what mostly happens when I listen to Rena, Rena Jenkins' podfic, because she pretty much always puts music these days, is it just makes me want to mm -hmm. steal her, her music library, because I'm like, these are all really good songs. I have gone out and bought music because she has used it as an intro to a podfic. Yeah. I've bought I've bought heaps of music because it was either in a podfic or it was in a vid. Yeah. Like it's expanded my musical tastes. I think it would be really cool if there was like a challenge or something. Well get, get on that. <laughs> oh god, no. Or part of Podfic Big Bang where it's just like 
someone makes a fan mix for your podfic and you just incorporate it because I think that would be really cool. So podfic is the primary piece of art or whatever you'd like to call it and then other people kind of being inspired by that to do things instead of the fic being the primary source. Is that what you mean? That or it could be done in tandem where it's like you both find a fic and it could be done together where they're like, okay, it's really making me think of these songs. And then you could figure out how you want to work it into your pod fic. Yeah. That would be. Anyways, just thought someone should do that. Someone that isn't me. (laughs) So I guess in our notes here, we have like kind of the main reasons people use music and sound effects are for setting the mood of a podfic Mm -hmm. or using it to clarify something that's going on. So like if there's letters or text messages going back and forth. And then I think a third category is just because I don't, I don't just to be creative, just to to be creative and, and, And sometimes it's not necessarily for clarity, but just to bring it closer to, like, the source material. Like, it can be argued that, like, putting background noise in on something won't necessarily increase the clarity because some people might be like, wait, what are you saying? But it it can add to what's going on. Or coming from Avengers fandom, there's a lot of vocal filters that, like, not everyone does it, but a lot of people do. And it's like... Tony in his in the Iron Man armor when Jarvis yeah. is speaking when they're on the radios like in a battle or whatever people will just go and add vocal filters to that and I think there's a lot of opportunity in that fandom to to play around with voices and sounds yeah like there's some really good sound effects that people use for Tony's robots Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went looking for this podfic and I listened to like three robot centric podfics and didn't find the one I was thinking of <laughs> where they, they had like a bunch of different sound effects for the different robots and what they were doing. Tony didn't look in Steve's direction, his head down, staring at Dummy's upturned camera. The bot tipped his head up, his arm angled low, and his servos humming as he turned one way, then the other. He nudged Tony with a whine. Moving in perfect tandem, Clint and Phil swung their arms down, and the net went crashing into the ground, its twisting, wailing content swirling in circles, desperately trying to find a way out. With the end of his bow, Clint pressed the off button on the top of the Roomba. It whirred to a stop, lights flickering off. Sleep! Clint sing-songed at it, grinning like a fool. And now that I think about it, it might have been the toaster verse that I've hung out of that I have wrecked like five times already. Is it already. a personal challenge that you wreck that every episode? <laughs> Busted. <laughs> But, I mean, that's just, like, such a huge, sprawling thing. How about you? What are some sound effects that you've listened to and enjoyed? Um, The things that stood out, like, that I can remember without kind of trolling through the archive, is there was a Sherlock one, uh, It's Not the Violin, which was read by Faye J and written by Sam Storyteller. (laughs) 
It's Not the Violin by Sam Storyteller. Read by Feijay. Feijay, in general, does some pretty technically brilliant music. She always slides it in well. She always chooses it so that it, it really kind of adds to the experience of the, of the story. But in this particular one, it was an instrumental version of Alejandro, which I actually ended up buying because I loved it so much. It just, I honestly feel like I wouldn't have loved that podvic, that story as much as I did without that music. It just, it primed my little brain to kind of experience it in a better way. Yeah. Feiji is actually one of the early people that I remember sitting up when they did um, sound effects. Yeah. Like, specifically an example that I was always going back to in my early days of rocking was Crown of the Summer Court, which is a Merlin podfic. Yes, By yes. a story written by Astolot. It was at a time where there wasn't that default of like, oh, let's put sound effects in. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes when people had put sound effects in, people were like, um, don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, early podfic days could be really harsh sometimes. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and... She did, like, this... They described, like, the elven voices as kind of echoey. Mm. And she put, like, an echoey effect on it. And I was really impressed that it was there. It fits so well how the voices were described. I said, no more glamours, Arthur said. Eldrin looked at him and blinked, blinked sideways, and spread his hands. You You see see me now as I am, your highness, he said in a voice that was lower and rang in half a dozen tones at once, hard to listen to. Often we find mortals prefer to look upon us in, shall we say, a different light. But it was still completely understandable the whole time, which isn't really something I think to point out these days, but it was like a big deal at that time. (laughs) But like, in contrast to that, I remember Cookie Mom... For that first pod bang, I think. Yeah, the first one. Maybe the second, but I'm pretty sure the first. She had done a SGA podfic of the Whoopie verse. And it was like, it was literal curtain fic. Like, there is seriously a scene where they are shopping for curtains. I think it's like an in-joke. John or Ro- one of them. It's been a while since I've listened to it. It was like, basically renovating a house. And I listened to it, and I remember being really impressed by the huge amount of sound effects that was used in it. Now, not yeah. it didn't always work for me 100% of the time. I wonder if I would still feel that way if I went back and listened to it now, where after a point in time where sound effects is a lot more normalized in pod. Exactly. Yeah. The time that I remember being the most impressed was there was a scene where they were like, talking in a room while like sawing was going on <laughs> and she had like this like buzz saw going in the background type thing <laughs> and it was not it was like really atmospheric without being distracting yeah i don't think it was an actual buzz saw but like i'm picturing her like you know starting up the saw in the background <laughs> You'd think that'd be hella distracting but it was just distracting because it was like this nice white noise in the back. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not too loud. John thought he'd been around a lot of noise in his life, 
He'd flown more types of planes and helicopters than most people could name. He'd been in battle where the air was filled with the noise of guns and missiles firing while C-4 exploded. Despite his background, John found the professional sander surprisingly hellish. The vibration of the powerful machine traveling up his arms and throughout his body, the noise barely muffled by industrial earmuffs, the dust spinning into the air, smothering his skin and coating every crevice of his body. He was sure he'd have to wash dust from between his toes, even though they were covered by his sneakers. Ronan's hand landed on his shoulder, and he was grateful for the signal to change over. But Ronan flicked the off switch, the sander giving a last whine as it shut down, lowering itself and settling on the hardwood floor. I remember leaving a comment to Cookie Mom being like, wow, I'm really impressed with like all the sound effects. She's like, well, apparently you're the only one. I'm never doing this again. I was like, oh, God, that's too bad. So, I mean... Yeah, because I can remember, I can remember, I, like, years and years and years ago, there was a Podvik Meta post about about the place of music, and I don't think sound effects were mentioned so much, but definitely music. There were different and- posts about it, because yes. the sound effects one often got mentioned as, like, an accessibility thing of, like, oh, yes. I can't understand what you're saying when there's sound effects. Yeah. And then the music one, like, one person was just, like, I think everyone has bad tastes. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> and and I will admit that there were, there's at least one podfic that I listened to once, and every time I go to re-listen to it, the opening music I found so annoying, I would stop. <laughs> I do not remember which one that is, and I wouldn't link to it anyways. No, but, but I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Music's a personal taste. You can hate, you know, the most perfect song that somebody else has picked for their podfic. It's... Yeah. This is just making me think of there's Aphelot did a podfic of ten nine eight car and in it Clint Barton is stuck in a time loop and each morning his alarm goes off and it's Friday <laughs> and Tony being a shit had set his Friday alarm to Friday by Rebecca Black. <laughs> that like really annoying song that came out. And and, like, Clint wants to kill him because it's, like, 30 days in a row that he's woken up to that. On April 20th, Clint woke up to three immediately frustrating things. One, there was a ray of sunshine doing its level best to stab him right in the eyes. Two, Phil was not in bed beside him, hadn't been for the last 13 days, and probably wouldn't be for at least the next two weeks. Three, his cell phone was telling him that it was... Just like it did every Friday at 7 in the morning, because Tony Stark could be a vengeful, ruthless human being. And it's to the point now that when I hear that song, instead of being annoyed because it's that annoying Rebecca Black song, I'm like, oh, it's that Podfix song. <laughs> and it makes me happy. <laughs> Thanks for that, Apple. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. I'd rather have happy feels than, like, ripping my ears off feels. (laughs) Well, how about we move on to ways that people use sound effects to clarify what they're doing in a podfic. Like, I find that can be really useful if you've got flashbacks or something to to indicate, like, okay, this is the flashback. This is where it ends because like really obvious when you're reading it and it's all in italics, but it can be less obvious when you're listening to it and 
you know, is it a scene break or is it a flashback? Flashbacks are like the number one reason to to use some kind of sound effect for clarity. Like I've tried to do it in the past, um, like, and it hasn't worked because I'm not good at sound effects. But yeah, it's it's easy. It works. Um, it makes it easier for the person that's listening to be aware straight away that something's changed. The one time I did it, I used in Audacity the G verb feature. Riley was somewhere to his left, laughing in the wind. He thrilled in the fight, and so did Sam. Despite the wind and the rain and the dizzying height, it was like nothing else like being in a world of their own, like the purest form of freedom. And it mm-hmm. worked so amazingly. And all I had to do was press the G-verb and it, it did exactly what I wanted. And apparently now, like in the newer versions, G-verb has been mixed in with just verb. And <laughs> I can't make it sound the same. Because like <laughs> verb is like vibrations and stuff. And it just sounds gross when I do it. <laughs> I need to know the G-verb settings so that I can, uh, anyway. I remember, it's just, it's just come to me now. I, and I can't remember the pod fic or who it was. I think it's possibly somebody I beat it for, but yeah, no memory. Somebody, it was a, it was a conversation piece. Um, and somebody had used the right ear for one person and the left ear for another person. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so that was a way of differentiating straight away who was talking without a lot of, yeah, tags. Really cool, but also <laughs> a little headachey. Especially <laughs> when I was listening all the time at work, I would only ever have one earphone in. <laughs> so that might be really confusing at first. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say earlier you said, like, the number one reason for, like, putting sound effects in is for flashbacks and stuff. For clarity. See, in my experience, people use text sounds. The most common use of sound effects for clarity I see is for, like, when someone's texting. Mm. So to to clarify that this is a text. Yeah. And they'll put a little, like, you know, to say that it sends. Or, like, da da ding because it arrived or whatever. And I know that's what I'm most likely to do going into personal examples when I did user since everything in it was epistolary everything was written in some way but some of it was text some of it was blog posts some of it was written letters some of it was emails so I came up like for the intro to each section I came up with a sound effect to indicate what it was. So I had like a little pencil scribble for the written letters and like the text sound for the text and like um, keyboard clocking for the blog post type thing. Yeah. So that was, and it wasn't like there was anything in the text to indicate which one it was other than the context of what was saying Yeah. that you realized, okay, this is a letter, this is a text. But yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of a cool way to, to, give you a more instant recognizable what's going on. Did you get any feedback about it that you can remember? Um, one person complained that (laughs) (laughs) 
Not this isn't quite the sound effects thing, but like when the author had written all the texts, she had put the phone numbers of who was sending and receiving, and I read okay. them all. And she was like, "That was maybe unnecessary." Oh, so you you added the phone numbers every time? Yeah, cause, well, that's how it was written. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, like in. And I took that to heart for later things, like, my sister and I recorded Clint Barton's inbox series that was all a series of emails being sent back and forth, and yeah, Yeah. each one was like, to c.barton at shield.gov, from p. colson at (laughs) shield.gov, subject, re, 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 blah, 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 (laughs) and so we did that, like, the first time. (laughs) <laughs> and then we cut it out the rest of the time. <laughs> but I don't know, I, I'm always, like, kind of hesitant to, like, remove stuff from the writ that's written when I'm reading it, even when it can get a little boring to read it out loud. I don't know. Because there are definitely things that people write that are not meant to be read aloud. No. <laughs> Formatting so that you recognize what it is. Yeah. When I was listening to the bots ones, trying to find that one with the sound effects, I re-listened to one by Calicaria, in which, like, there was a bunch of coding read out loud. Butterfingers, respond. Unit Butterfingers is now online. Welcome back, Butterfingers. Loading new data. Data loaded. Accessing memory. Security log. No security breaches. No unauthorized access. Authorized access. Tony. Sysadmin. Butterfingers. Respond. Offline messages received. Butterfingers. Respond. Timestamp. Zero three hours. Zero minutes. 06.235 seconds. That it's like, okay, that's... Like, she did a very good job reading it, but it's one of those things that, like, when you're looking at it on the screen, you kind of skip over a lot of it and just hit the main ones. (laughs) That you absorb more of the details when it's read aloud. (laughs) So, props to her for keeping it interesting. I know, like, another example of someone using sound effects for clarity was uh, Penny playing Knits in the Vampire Detective Agencies. For the Fortnite. The Mystery of the Dancing Flower. Um, She used, like, a ding for every time there was a footnote. I, Brian, middle name redacted, Schechter, do formally declare my intention to pursue level 5 Archmagister designation in accordance with the traditions of the Order of Ancient Magic. The bond of family sorcery has been extended to me by the head of the Way household. And believe me, it's going to be difficult for me to get used to referring to Gerard in that manner. And I do formally declare my intention to familiarise myself with history of the Way house, both the family and the literal house, in accordance with the instructions laid out in unnecessary detail also by the Order of Ancient Magic. Which I didn't quite realize it was a footnote when I listened to it. (laughs) I could tell that it was indicating something. But then when I looked at the text, I'm like, okay, footnote. I knew because I baited it, so I had the text in front of me. Because I'd never read it before. I'd never even read the first one before. So, yeah, I could see that straight away. And I loved that Bob fix so much that I actually kind of 
simultaneously beated that and listened to the first one as well so that I could, you know, know what was going on. Yeah, I did that with the fourth Harry Potter book. I hadn't read any of the Harry Potters, and then it came out, and I was babysitting, and I read it out loud to my cousins, which was, like, <laughs> early sign of Podficker Lindsay there. Yeah. Um, but, like, as I was reading, I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of good and not the kid's book I thought it was. So I went back and read the uh, the previous ones while I was reading the fourth one out loud. Yeah. So one of the other examples of, like, uh, sound effects for clarity is Text Me which was written by Clockwood Mark- Mockingbird and was organized by Black Glass and also featuring Rena Jenkins, Miss Marina 95, Litra, DeRuz, and Arwen Loon. I'm totally reading this because I didn't remember everyone involved. <laughs> and it's like a story told entirely through text messages. And so they had, each person was voicing a single texter. Did they have their own unique text alert yeah so not only was it each voice representing someone they all had their own text alerts to like super drive home who was speaking yeah so that was kind of cool does the overprotective thing come with being a soldier my grandpa was like that too but i just figured he was you know being gramps no that's a steve special i protect people i care about Aw, see, you're totally sweet. Just don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Um, one that I'd put down in the notes, and it's not necessarily for clarity, it's more for atmosphere, um, was the Presbury Letters, which was read by My Thick and read by Cody Forsyth. That's another Sherlock Holmes one. So they were apart, Sherlock and although it's Watson and Holmes in this one. Watson and Holmes were apart and they exchanged letters. And just a nice, simple kind of way to set the atmosphere was in the background you had the the subtle sound of pen to paper, kind of that scritching sound. Sipping the rum, I raised my pen. I did a small piece of good yesterday for which I was grateful. And, yeah, it was subtle, but it it added to the experience. On a similar vein, and I feel kind of bad bringing this up because it is no longer online, but mm. I have been All Things Unholy read by a cellist. There is a version online still by Let's Go Friday, which is a great version. I recommend go listening to it. But specifically a cellist's version, she used a lot of sound effects at the start and end of each chapter to really set the mood. Yeah. If you don't know anything about this story, it's a bandom story where Frank Aero is going through stigmata. <laughs> I think I've listened to that. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic in bandom. Like it's, and it's a trilogy, but only the first, the first part has been recorded twice. No one's done the other two parts. <laughs> And there's a lot of want for it. And a lot of people that'd be like, damn, I kind of want to, but it's so long. Abandoned pickers, there's a challenge for you. <laughs> Anyways, like each chapter mark, like Frank is going through Stigmata. And we've got Gerard, who's a priest. And yeah. like this crazy person that like cursed Stigmata on Frank. And so there's a lot of... <laughs> As you do. <laughs> there's a lot of religious overtones in it. It's Stigmata. <laughs> 
And so they have, like, it starts off with, like, they have, like, rain sounds in mm. for some of the chapter scenes. And then, like, it's rain with, like, church bells going in the background. And then, like, at the climax of the story and as Frank's being tortured by, you know, the wounds of Christ, you hear, like, some, <laughs> yeah, like, someone kind of, like, just moaning in pain. And, like, the chapter markings. And it's really good at setting the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It just sounds funny. <laughs> Unholy by Bexless. Read by Acellus. Part 4. That's like <laughs> the first thing that I think of when I think of sound effects so strongly setting an atmosphere. Yeah. Or I guess it's a really intense atmosphere to set. <laughs> <laughs> Because others are really clear about setting their atmosphere, but that one's a really intense <laughs> one. Well, I guess it's an intense story as well, so you're already kind of in that mindset, and that just takes you even deeper. Yeah. Especially, like, you really think, like, someone, like, crying in pain would be really distracting. <laughs> and, and it works. Like, it's I, I don't find it distracting. It's just, like... Setting that scene. <laughs> it's probably coming off as an anti-rec to some people. Yeah, because people don't like torture. And it's... <laughs> I can't say it's not torture because it's... Well, I mean, stigmata. You've got to know going in that it's going to be pretty full on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so when you've used sound effects in your podfix or music, whichever, what has drawn you to it? For me, it's always come from the story. So like you were saying um, earlier that, you you know, if you had the story first, it's kind of hard to, to get the inspiration for the music. For me, I mean, I'm thinking of The Knuckles of Skinny Bone Tree by Hans Beckart at the moment. She actually had a soundtrack. So, I mean, that music was what inspired her. It, it was easy to, to put it in. But the sound effects I added in that story... The Knuckles of Skinny Bone Tree is it's set in the desert. Um, Sam and Dean uh, are in the desert for some, you know, supernatural reason. And somehow their dad time travels from the past and he doesn't know who they are. And the three of them are kind of in this weird situation um, where Sam and Dean know who he is, but they can't tell him who they are. And, yeah, it was so atmospheric, the story. I wanted to make the listener feel the way that I felt when I was reading it. So the music helped with that. I put different parts of the soundtrack in the chapter breaks. Um, but I also used sound effects. So there was, uh, I think there was crackling fire. I think there was bird sounds. The Knuckles of Skinny Bone Tree. By Hans Beckhardt. 
chapter 1. John Winchester Walks the Badlands. I remember at the start I, I spent ages searching for this perfect out-of-breath kind of breathing sound and then later I realised I could have just <laughs> I could have just done some out-of-breath breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, waste of time. But, yeah, there's such a feeling of satisfaction. For someone who doesn't do this kind of thing very often, which I don't, there was I still... If I go back and listen to that, I still have this sense of pride and satisfaction that that what I envisioned happening is it matched what actually happened. So for me, it's definitely the story inspires me to do something extra. And where do you go looking for your sound effects? There's all these, um, you know, open source websites. We can link to some. Freesound.org is generally the first place I think of. I just like Google free sound effects and exactly. I <laughs> just Google. <laughs> I've actually gotten a decent amount of stuff off YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, more um, for music that I don't own. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you? What's what pod pick of yours springs to mind when you think about a successful kind of sound effect or music experience? Well, early on. If I added music, it was, like, generally because there was some, like, indication that that music was good to add yep. because the story the author had indicated or, like, this, yep. the title of the fic was, was the song title. <laughs> Especially when I was in music fandom, so American Idol and Bandom, there's a lot of, like, characters randomly breaking into song. And I like <laughs> to think I'm a good singer, but then I record myself singing and that illusion goes away. So I'm not okay with that being out there. So often I'll go and like actually cut a clip of a singer singing it and putting that in instead. Yeah. You're okay with like X-rated porn being out there in your voice, but you singing, that's just a step too far. Me singing badly. I think I'm okay at reading the porn. It's the bad singing that's hard. That was, like, something that, like, was just, like, by necessity. It was easier to splice the music in than it was to listen to me singing. And that's a big thing for me. Like, if I find it hard, I won't do it. As I saw other people adding, like, texting sounds, and I was like, oh, that can't be that hard. Okay. And then, like, last year for Pod Together... I find that sound effects are, like I said earlier, are kind of normalized in Avengers fandom where people will yeah. put, like, filters in for Jarvis or for Tony in the suit or whatever. So I was doing this one pod fic that had, like, phone conversations going on and all of that. And I was like, okay, well, let's try this. It was on, like, a super tight deadline. I don't know why I decided. Part of it is I had just moved over to Audacity, whereas before, when I was using Nero Wave Editor, it was very basic and it didn't have very good sound effects. So if I wanted to put a sound effect in, I would have to move it over to Audacity first. And this one was like the first one that I edited completely in Audacity. So that made yeah. adding sound effects a lot easier. One that I had done a while ago, it was actually a song fic. So it was... Like, there is an existing song by the Decemberists that was telling a story, and then the author went and rewrote the song into a bandom story. (laughs) 
So I used the entirety of that song in my podfic and cut it up so that like you were getting a little preview of what was about to happen in the next scene because yeah. of the music that was used and that the music was telling that story. And I recall that fall I was working for the government in a bathroom stall off the National Mall How he kissed so sweetly How could I refuse a favor or two In the greenery I gave you documents And microfilm too Patrick takes Pete home for the second time But this time, when Pete strips off It's to get in the shower and someone actually asked me if that was an original song, and I'm like, well, it was original to the Decemberist before the fic was written. Because, <laughs> yeah, it just fits so closely, but it was because it was a song fic. That was a really no-brainer one. And I've done some other ones, like I said, where it's like epistolary or whatever, that it's just like, okay, let's add that. This isn't quite the same thing in the idea of like using different sounds for clarity, I will sometimes keep an eye out for specific stories that would be good for two voices for clarity. Yeah. So that, like, you know, it's a time travel one where you've got past and present, or it's two different characters or whatever, that you just, two voices will help add clarity. But that's not quite the same thing. No, I guess not. But it's still variation from the, you know, one voice from start to finish, no outside changes, I guess. In a different direction, do you know of any podfic that are done in, like, complete radio play format that rely so heavily on sound effects to tell stories? I wrecked one earlier on, but it wasn't sound effects as such. It was just the radio. It was a complete radio thing. The only sound effects that I can remember was the caller versus the radio host. The sound was different then, um, you know, like a, a phone filter or something. From NPR and Chicago Public Radio, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Carl Castle, and here's your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sagal. Thanks, Carl. Hello, everyone. We're going to be cutting our show a little short today, because, as you may have heard, there is an apocalypse happening. What is your... It was like an American radio station. I have no idea what it was. Oh, the NPR one? Yes. The Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me? Was it a zombie one? I haven't listened to it myself, but... Yes, it was a zombie one. That's probably Wait, Wait, Don't Eat Me. Well, I guess um, we could talk about the fact that, yeah, it's just, it is a hard limit. Well, I guess hard limit is the wrong word, but some people just won't do it, won't listen to it. Some people just, I don't know if it's an accessibility thing for some people, it would be. For some people, it's just a taste thing. They won't download something if they know it's got music in it 
uh, a lot of people started releasing music versions and music-free versions. That that was the thing that came out of that meta, like back when Podfic Meta first started. Yeah. And some people trotted out the accessibility reasons. And so some people started being like, here's a music version, here's a non-music version. Yeah. And it was going strong for a while there. I don't see it happening as much these days. It was really big back when I was an archivist because I remember seeing the post and I was like, oh, <laughs> doubled my work. <laughs> Part of the reason why that came up was just because the overall talent within the Podfic community is just so astoundingly higher today than it was back then. Yeah. And um, you hear a lot more good examples. There's a lot more resources out there. There's a lot more understanding of the tools that we're using and all of that jazz. But like, I think part of the reason why a lot of people were like anti-music was because people were bad at leveling their sound. Yeah, that was an issue. There's a lot of people that listen to Podfic to fall asleep. And you're sitting there trying to fall asleep (laughs) and then all of a sudden like three decibels louder (laughs) comes roaring in this music. Heavy metal. (laughs) Yeah, and suddenly you're sitting upright in bed. I fell back into American Idol Podfic a little bit last week. I went and listened to one of my pod fix and I was like trying so hard to like battle that like, oh, I don't want the music to be louder that I'm like, why is it so quiet? (laughs) You went the opposite direction. Yeah. (laughs) Which side story for all that I discussed of how hard I find adding music into pod is there was one time where I had started a pod and then like kind of fell out of the fandom And I was only, like, casually in the fandom anymore. And then Chris Allen put out new music. And I was like, this will fit perfectly for that podfic that I started. (laughs) And it really energized me to finish the podfic. It took me forever to do it. And it only energized me for a little bit. And then, like, years later, I went back and finished it. (laughs) I'm not like you, though. I couldn't take, like, years and years to do something. I would would either have to finish it or I would lose interest and, like, delete it and never go back. But we have hugely different podficking styles. Like, (laughs) when you were finished recording, you were basically done. (laughs) Recording is the easy part. That is, like, (laughs) one-tenth of my time. (laughs) Back to what you were saying about how back in the day people used to have um, trouble levelling the music so that it didn't kind of burst your eardrums at the the end. Like, I, I see that as... Like how our first pod fix, or I guess I shouldn't generalize, how my first pod fix were kind of crappy and I get better. I mean, I think that's the same with sound effects and music. You kind of start at this very messy kind of I'll see what I'm capable of level and then you just improve and you decide whether it's something that you want to keep doing or whether it's not for you. And, yeah, you kind of perfect your your skills in that area. Could I tell you a funny story about one of your pod fix? Oh, dear, I guess. <laughs> So I think the first podfic by you that I listened to was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh my god. Paragon, that is literally my first podfic. It is... (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was the first one by you that I listened to. This story is not going to reflect well on me, but please continue. (laughs) Well, and I think what you did was, like, overdid the noise removal. No, I didn't. I didn't do anything. It was just the preset recording in levels on my computer that were wrong. A couple of pod fix in, somebody showed me how to 
to adjust that. So I didn't do noise removal. I didn't do anything. It was just terrible sound quality. Okay, but whatever. There's like this weird like tinny quality to it. I actually thought that was a deliberate effect because it added like a little bit of an echo to what you were saying. So it kind of sounded like you were underwater. And so I thought it was a deliberate effect and it kind of made me need to pee. But I like thought you were really cool for including that. Wow. Thank you for giving me way more credit than I deserve. I think you announced somewhere I was reading in the comments somewhere where you're like, okay, I'm going to fix that. And I was like, Oh, wait, that wasn't deliberate? (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) Yeah, I went back, like, you know, seven years later and to see if I could fix it, but I can't. It is what it is. (laughs) Well, I thought it was deliberate. (laughs) Well, that was terrible sound effects if that was deliberate. That was terrible. (laughs) The thing is, I still really like my style of reading, so I can't, I don't want to re-record it or, it's part of my history, so I'll leave it there, it's shit, although some people may think it's an awesome sound effect for underwater, it's not. (laughs) I wanted to mention this one pod fic, going back to sound effects, being used to set atmosphere. There's one, I think it's called The Goat's Back. It's a podfic by Vasilady. It's about this like kind of dystopian world where corporal punishment still exists. Sexy corporal punishment? No, this case abusive corporal punishment where Steve as the leader of the Avengers, whenever the Avengers fuck up, well, it's not necessarily even fuck up. It's whenever they cause property damage. So, you know, every time they leave the house, Steve gets put on the like whipping block. So there's like this one scene where he's like just going through this massive beating and he like can barely hold it together and he's getting like 20 licks with the cane or whatever and she just has like for this drawn out period just like this thwack, thwack, thwack of the cane going. It really sets the atmosphere. I can imagine. Yeah, that'd be really intense. Yeah, and it's, it's, she takes her time with it. Tony is silent, but his grip on Steve tightens, never wavers. Steve doesn't know when he passes out, just that they revive him, just that they have to do it twice. You're stewing in it as you listen. So that one definitely sets the atmosphere. And I've heard some other people include, like, whip sounds and stuff like that. But it's, like, a significant period of time that you're just sitting there listening to it that can make it kind of intense. Mm. Well, I think that's all we have to say about it. Do you have any other recs? No, and I think that we've mentioned enough works in there to kind of not need to do some recs i mean everything i mentioned is is a wreck pretty much i mean i loved all the things that i've mentioned okay so i only kind of had one so maybe i'll throw that one in it sort of fits in with the theme because it's by rs creighton and she actually recorded it for the sound effects square of her podfic bingo the podfic that i want to recommend is slipping off the page into your hands by rs creighton and it's or it's of a fic by sinella 
full disclosure, it was recorded for me because <laughs> I um, bought it for the Nepal earthquake charity auction. It is a soulmate AU where Steve and Tony are soulmates, but it's set in comic book verse. So mm-hmm. Tony being Iron Man is a secret identity and people don't know. So when they first meet, uh, Steve thinks Tony is a robot because he just (laughs) sees Iron Man armor. And, like, the soul marks are in your, like, soulmate's handwriting. And Steve's first word to him is, like, who are you? Where am I? What's going on? And, like, really old-style handwriting. And, And Tony's like, oh, God. My soulmate's going to be a confused old person. Alzheimer's. This is great. He's going to keel over as soon as we meet. And Tony, like, keeps his secret identity. <laughs> and and Steve's confused, like, maybe robots don't have soulmates. Maybe it's a mistake. <laughs> so he thinks that the robot is his soulmate. Yeah, and then he figures out that he's not a robot. And they actually end up in, like... Where they're like sleeping together and they still don't know that it's Tony. <laughs> How can you sleep with the robot and not? Tony Stark makes poor life choices. <laughs> but like, I have such an identity porn kink and this works really well for it. Yeah. And she does a great job reading it. It is a really long podfic, which I love. It's like, <laughs> it's almost eight hours. I didn't think you bothered with anything that was less than, like, 12 hours. (laughs) I listened to lots of short stuff. (laughs) Eight hours is not short, Lindsay. I'm not saying this one's short. (laughs) But, yeah, most of her sound effects are done with Iron Man's voice, where she has, like, kind of an echoey, tinny thing on, on Iron Man's dialogue. But, um, yeah, it's a really fun story. And let me tell you, like, so their words, their soulmate words are on their wrist. And like most soulmate I use, people keep them covered and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The fic itself eroticizes people's arms and wrists because the soulmate's words are on there. Yeah. And like, I recognized that it was being eroticized when I read it. But holy God, did I feel it when I was listening to it. It is a lot hotter when um, R.S. Creighton's reading it. I highly recommend it, if only for those, like, Victorian hot scenes about (laughs) someone's bare wrist. (laughs) So, that is my wreck. So that was this month's episode on sound effects and music in Podvik. Feel free to send us some talkbacks or even just tweet us if you've got anything that you wanted to disagree with or add. Next month's topic is going to be non-Podfica collaborations. So Podficas and authors, Podficas and artists, um, yeah, any kind of combination that you can think of. So we'll see you then. Bye from me. Bye.